What is up, everybody? Orlando here with another edition of our Follow the Plan podcast series, which is a part of our On Cue podcast. And today I sat down with Ali and Casey Pearson, two friends of mine, training partners at Team Maha Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which is part of the Six Blades Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Association. And we just talked about jiu-jitsu, parenthood, and life in general. So uh, we hope you enjoy it, and thank you for listening. All right, what's up, everybody? I'm here with Ali and Casey Pearson, uh, two friends of ours at Maha Jiu-Jitsu, at uh, Six Blaze Jiu-Jitsu, Team Maha here in Fort Worth. And I'm really excited uh, to get the podcast going again, and I figured they would be the best way to get it going because they were actually Lionel's first two students, correct? One and two. Awesome. Well, uh, first off, welcome and thank you for sitting down with me today. Yeah, thank you. And um, let's let everybody know a little bit about you all first, and then we'll talk about jujitsu. And, and I've got some questions about both of y'all's athletic background because y'all were both phenomenal athletes, from my understanding, in different regards. So I guess first, uh, oh, by the way, Ali and Casey are a married couple here, which is um, pretty cool and unique. Your children also train here as well. Also train, yeah. Yeah. So. Students three and four. So how long? <laughs> three and four. So one day, that makes it that makes it easy, right? How did uh, how long have y'all been training in jujitsu? Oh gosh, I think I started at another school um, four four or five years ago, and that was actually how I met Lionel. Um, You've been doing it a year longer than me, so four. Okay, we'll go with four. Four years. And uh, yeah, so that's, I was training in another school and then Leonel started uh, just kind of dropping in before he was able to get his school started and then that's how we, we developed a friendship and started the whole journey of uh, training jiu-jitsu with him. Fantastic. And you were training there as well, right? No. So oh, no. I never trained at the other gym, but when he started doing private lessons with Leo, then I also did it a couple times, and I actually didn't really like it at all. Yeah. But when he started the um, school, because we never got to spar, you know, like when we were just doing private sessions, it was okay. just drilling. And so then when he opened the school up, I was here first day. Yeah, so and you've and you've been here quite often. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what got you into jujitsu? Like where did that come? Cause we'll talk about your athletic background here in a minute, but why jujitsu, I guess? Uh, it started with the girls. So we actually uh, signed the girls up. Um, Do you remember why? We had an incident at Ridgemar Mall. Oh, really? We did. So this, he had always said that we wanted to, that he wanted us all as a family to do jujitsu just for protection okay. and just busy life. We just never got into it. And uh, we were at, my daughter and I were at Ridgemar Mall one day and um we were it was one of those things that um i had been playing soccer that day so i just walked in and i had my apple watch on i was like oh i don't need to carry my phone too i just had my keys and i was going to drop her off at a um birthday party that was at that like seascape place in ridgemar and so as i walk in the mall i kind of looked at my watch and i realized i didn't get service in there and so i was like oh i don't like to be in ridgemar without my phone so i was like come on let's go back well when we went back to the um, car, there was a, it was like 100 degrees outside. There was a man on the phone, and he was in like a full suit. And, but he was talking on the phone, and he wasn't distracted. He was just kind of looking around, and it just mm-hmm. caught my attention. I was like, why is he like scanning the place, mm-hmm. you know? And it just made me uncomfortable. So we um, walked across the grass instead of going down the pathway. 
and he started following us. Oh, wow. And um, when he started following us, I was like, okay, hurry up, because I'd heard stories about, you know, just in the past where it kind of had been a hub for sex trafficking right there in that area, and I'd heard stories about where they try to stop you right by the curb, a car would pull up and push you in and gone, and so... Like, my friend had been really involved with that through our church. And so she had told me, like, this is how it happens and all this stuff. And so, anyways, he stops us right at the curb to start talking. And I grab my daughter's hand and I run across the, the deal. And he keeps following us. He's like, why are you leaving? What? You're not teaching your daughter the right things. Oh, and he's chasing me down the deal. And I just get in my car and I lock it. And I'm just like, and it could have been absolutely nothing. He right, could have been right. trying to sell me on something. But just the way that the setup was, it made me so nervous. Um... And so I was like, and I called my, or I called Casey right away, and I was like, you'll never guess what happened. I was like, it probably was nothing, but it just, all the alarm bells were going off. And that's when he goes, this, we're going to start you. Time to too. start now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got so. the girls started, and then uh, a couple of, eh, it was within a month or two, then I started, just because I think kind of our philosophy as parents is be more the example. Nice. So if I'm going to tell my kids to do something, you know, I need to be a part of it. So then you mm-hmm. fell in love with it. Yeah, see yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. And just between the, the physical aspect of it and, and, you know, especially as you get older, just weight loss and just general health. Yeah. Uh, makes you want to eat a little better because you don't want to get murdered on the mats by your right. friends. And, um, you know, you kind of got into a regimen of training and working out. So it, it's, it's just a good lifestyle. Uh, so then y'all, y'all just randomly found a jiu-jitsu school, or did y'all know someone that was already training there? No, I just found one that was in, in Weatherford. Um, didn't know anything, so just just started. Cool. Uh, just kind of take a first action step, and fortunately met Leo, and, yeah. and, and that was a big, big game changer for us as far as just kind of the jiu-jitsu journey. How fun has it been? I mean, I think I'm student number 19, and I was always... Pretty much at the beginning, but you were the first two students, and now I don't even know. I think there's over 200, or it's close with the kids program. It's it's close to two. How fun has it been for you to, um, in particularly, to sit back and just watch it grow? And, and as intimate as you got to know Lionel, Luciana, mm-hmm. and you got to see their vision and see their plan, and how they, in my opinion, they approached it the right way. And it's about jujitsu, and it's not the business is it's um, organically growing, mm-hmm. but. That wasn't the focus. Wasn't money and all about the business. It was about jujitsu and mm-hmm. educating people in jujitsu and and proper jujitsu, and then everything else is falling into place. How has that been for you all to sit back and watch not only as students of the school but also as good friends to Leonel and Luciana? Yeah, uh, it for me it was awesome. I mean, I, you know, we we painted the the build. I mean, literally been here from from ground zero um, to kind of see their plan. It's a double-edged sword because at the beginning it was really nice when it was three or four of us in class. Uh, and but, everybody was friends and family. Like we've all become like family, yeah, you know, yeah. all the beginning students. Which, uh, but as as far as their vision and what they're they're doing, uh, I'm so proud of them, and and it's awesome to see. I, I was telling Luciana the other day, like every time I come to class, it's like there's new people I don't know. I mean, it's just every every day, every week, there's three, five, ten new That's people amazing. signing up. And uh, we've lost a few. I think mainly it seems like people relocating. Mm-hmm. or uh, It hasn't been um, 
a lot of people just quitting. Right. I think it's it's personal reasons outside of just like, well, I'm just not going to do jujitsu anymore, right. mm-hmm. which has been uh, really cool to see because I think there's it's kind of a big deal that you hear about with a lot of schools, especially when people get to their blue belt. Right, they disappear. They, they just kind of disappear. Right, and and I don't really think we've seen that. I mean, guys like you having some injuries and mm-hmm. and stuff, but you're still here, and it's just waiting to recover and come back. Um, but I think that's a testament to. Like you said, there, it's not about it's not about the money, but building a good school um, where it's genuine, heartfelt, uh, kind of God-driven, purpose-driven. Um, you do things right, the money tends to follow. That's right. Um, which you know we need them to be successful because we need the school to thrive and. Yeah, to the more continue. training partners we have, the better. I mean, it's gotten to the size now where. Um, you don't have to go to other schools and still you still get a good variety of training mm-hmm. partners here in different roles and yep. and the way the different classes we always talk about is like the morning class kind of has its own feel and rhythm to it and the mm-hmm. noon class has its own feel and rhythm and then the, the people who train in the evening so you can it's I know three different schools it's three different schools yeah, yeah it's, it's it's completely different you know the same Maybe the personality is what we're looking for. It's the same same teachings and the same jujitsu, but the personality is different at each class. Each yeah. class, completely. Yeah. yeah, and you have different guys. Like you know, tends to be more in the morning, more of the higher level black belt mm-hmm. guys. Uh, noon, you get uh, there's a good mix of of intermediate with some beginners, mm-hmm. and then of course in the evening there's it seems you get younger guys and yeah. and some of the newer, but. Uh, um, yeah, it's 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 neat just because you really can. It's like going to three different schools as far as just your uh, training partners and who you're going to roll with. Uh, so what is what has jujitsu been like for you two? Um, we, we'll start with Ali. So let everybody know. I know you're very humble about it, but you played collegiate soccer, correct? Mm-hmm. On a on a pretty large scale. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, so I played um, college soccer at North Carolina. And then I played on most all the youth national teams as well, kind of growing up. Um, never made it to the big stage, but uh, Carolina was a pretty big stage too. Yeah, I was going to say, that was mm-hmm. a pretty big stage. I think yeah. you won a championship somewhere. We did, there, yeah. One yeah. national championship. So So what's it been like? Did you did you participate in any other sports through as a kid or high school, or was it pretty much soccer your entire life? Uh, soccer was always my main sport, but I did do volleyball like through high school. And then obviously when I went out to college, I just – focus straight on soccer but then after college I took like 10 years off just didn't really I really got into cycling because I lived in San Francisco and so I would ride my bike to work every day instead of sitting in traffic (laughs) but um, besides that after soccer I really never competed in anything um, until jujitsu. How's that translated what's are there similarities I've always said soccer like I didn't grow up playing soccer Mm -hmm. I tried a little bit but I played all the traditional uh, ball sports if you will um, and ran uh, track and field, but I've always said that I want to make sure my children play soccer early, if nothing else, to learn the the fundamental footwork that I feel like mm-hmm. can go whether whatever they want to do, whether they go into dance or yeah. any other athletic uh, endeavor. How is that translated into jujitsu? Well, I think it's huge because, and I always say it too, because now that, now that I coach soccer, every single one of my soccer players are also phenomenal at all the other sports. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really crazy to watch. Even our nine-year-old, she's really good at soccer, but she's we, she did softball for the first time. Um, 
gosh, last fall, and her coach was like, after the first practice, he goes, okay, well, who here has never played before? She raised her hand, and he's like, no, you, wow. you've played, right? Like, she just picks things up so much faster because she has that foundation of soccer. And I feel like jujitsu is the same way because not only did I already have an understanding of how to compete, I had an understanding of being hurt versus injured because right. you do get hurt. It's a physical sport, you know, um, and learning to what you can kind of push through and what you need to go to the doctor for, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, also just like you said, the fundamental, like just footwork, athleticism, and just the natural competitiveness, you know, like because some people, and that's what I've learned coaching, is that there's some kids that you have to teach how to be competitive, and there's some kids that are just naturally super right. competitive. So, mm-hmm. And I think, too, being coachable, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I know for her, like, he, she sees something one time, and and she's already doing the move, and, mm-hmm. and it's really frustrating. And adding variations. Yeah. 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 Today, today was a prime example, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it was it's, fun to watch. It's like, yeah, we're just going to do this now. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I always tell people, everyone here, mm-hmm. that, and I know I've told you plenty, that Allie's always been my favorite or one of my favorite training partners. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like we always, we haven't trained together in months now. Yeah. But... Um, I don't know if it's because you're one of the only people that I'm bigger than, so I don't have to worry (laughs) about getting smashed as bad. Yeah, and strength. (laughs) But I think it's your understanding of of not just your body, but Mm -hmm. your understanding of the body. Mm -hmm. And I always feel so safe with you. And of course, it could be a, a weight thing, but... We we just always seem to like. Um, she flows really. She well. flows very well, yeah. And, and we we share things together, and mm-hmm. uh, she sees things. You see things mm-hmm. like today, where you know you see whatever he's teaching or whatever we're working on, but you also see a few steps ahead, mm-hmm. and then you're able to play. And, and yeah. that's to me, in my personal opinion, that's the the most important way to get better in jujitsu is by playing, is yeah. making yourself vulnerable and mm-hmm. and exploring and things like that. Yeah. And. Um, Understanding the concept. That's right. Of well, which and it's I wished I was more like that. I'm very linear. Uh-huh. It's it's harder for me because I'm very one plus two equals three, and you. and so I tend to have a harder time being more creative, uh-huh. kind of. Uh, and there's certain partners, just like you said, like you're you've always been my favorite role too because. Again, there's that trust there, and it's like the trust of if I do put myself in a vulnerable spot, you're not gonna hurt me, right. you know. But like in jujitsu, finding partners like that is kind of hard, especially in our weight class right, <laughs> because right. things smaller and like um, not. And for me, like you're just as strong as the other guys, but I'm not. So strength is always something that I'm always looking to avoid. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna sit there and go strength for strength because I'll lose every time. Um, so like that's and that's a that has. I think Leo, I always laugh, he has taught me more about coaching um, than I ever learned as a player or like coaching. For, like, I feel like I've become a better soccer coach, like listening to him and learning jujitsu because it's like, it's the same concepts in soccer. I'm like, why are you going to fight them strength for strength? Just go around them, nice, you know? Right. And so there's so many things that I've learned here on the mat that's just helped me be, be a better soccer coach. That's you know? cool. I haven't mm-hmm. heard that before. That's really cool. Yeah. I was thinking last night because I was thinking about talking to you two today. And kind of in line with that, because I knew that would come up about um, training with you. Mm-hmm. And I was also thinking about talking about safety. Mm-hmm. I know the la- maybe the last time you and I rolled, uh, Casey, we kind of got to a stalemate. I don't know why it stuck out in my head, but I, I had your leg a pretty precarious situation. You had a good grip on my hand or something. And it was like understanding, having that, that trust in your training partner. And if you don't have that understanding... For instance, I can't remember if I had like a daily heaver or something on your leg 
and had I had I exploded the wrong way, it could have injured your knee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but absolutely. I recognized that, and I was like, okay, yeah, I could go for a sweep here, but it's yeah. going to take everything I have because you're such a bulldog. Mm-hmm. And maybe, but if I get it, I'm probably going to hurt Casey. Yeah, and that's that's not, not ideal either. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I we kind of I just laid there because I was like, there's no way I'm letting go because he's <laughs> going to smash the hell out of me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that, but I think that's so important, um, especially in jujitsu, uh, and in other sports as well. But in jujitsu, in order to get better, you have to put yourself in precarious situations and mm-hmm. that takes a, a high level of trust with your training partners. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it takes time too of yes. checking your ego. Yes. And and that and I think there's a lot of similarities, uh, business, life. I, I think mm-hmm. jujitsu's been really good at, at kind of opening that stuff, you know, that where you look at approach things differently. Instead of trying to muscle through yes. think through things a little bit like try to flow a little bit more whether you know you deal with issues at work and it's like all right well let's maybe think of a way around it or kind of problem solve a little bit different so there, there's some really good life if you're if you're open and receptive to it right. I agree wholeheartedly I've said it probably in every podcast that I've done here especially with jujitsu but I always tell people uh, I've got to go get I've got to go get my ego checked today because and it's not that I, I don't think I have an ego problem but it's healthy for my ego to come to jujitsu. Mm-hmm. It's been the hardest thing the last three months. Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to think, at least when I look in the mirror, that I don't have an ego problem. But it's still, when I come in here, any ego there is, it, it gets smashed. It, that's right. It gets put in place, and it helps me, like you said, uh, and at work and in my personal life and with my family and friends, uh, because it just reminds you that um, sometimes you can, you know, not that you, we are irrelevant. But you can be reminded very fast that no matter what you think of yourself or how good you think you are, mm-hmm. uh, there's someone that's better. And okay. you're going to find out at every class. Mm-hmm. And I think it also is kind of a maturity thing, too, because obviously as starting out as a white belt, it's like you – It's for me, the first six months was super frustrating because I was the only woman. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no strength, no technique, no idea what the heck I was doing. And so I was just getting beat up every single class and then right around six months you start to figure out like you start to become successful in small places you know mm-hmm. and uh but now being a blue belt like it, I've noticed like I said it's a maturity thing where it's like I can go against the white belt guys but it scares me the lower levels because I know that if I make a mistake they mm-hmm. will hurt me just because they don't know yet right, right you know and so that's the um kind of the safety thing too where I have to put my my ego in check you know and it's like okay yeah he's a white well but like if you know putting yourself in a vulnerable position again that's going to make me better but then I have to realize like okay and I've talked to Leo about this too it's like if I put myself in a situation where I'm like oh he's gonna hurt me then I just stop just completely stop because it's worth it's fine to like if he wants to sit there and do whatever you know but if I stop at least I won't get hurt (laughs) you know but that's hard to do when you're like competing with somebody because we we all want to win even though we're not in here competing against each other other, every round it's natural you want to do well nobody wants to win that's right yeah and and that's just and especially when you're around I mean we're really fortunate to to have high level like Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I've been fortunate. I mean, I've traveled and, and got to train at other schools around the right. country. I mean, I've trained at a Henzo Gracie school in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania, at Crone Gracie in California, a um, couple other schools. And so the vibe and what we have here, it's it's Special. it's different. Yes. Yeah. And, and so 
everybody. I mean, we've got a really good group of, of tough competitors, even guys that don't compete. And right, so there's right. that natural, like, I don't want to lose. Right. And, and so it drives you to, you know, be better. And, and I, I think that's, and it certainly helped us, you know, competing at, yeah. at tournaments and stuff. Now, in line with and while we're talking about uh, being tough and, and how injuries do happen, and you do have to be tough. I always say that jujitsu is for everyone, but not everyone's maybe for jujitsu is the right way to say it. Meaning that I think everyone should train jujitsu for a little while because the, the real life um, application. But it does take um, a special person because you're, there's no way out of it. You're going to get beat up, you're going to get banged up, you're going to get bruised. And your athletic background, from my understanding, you're a bit of a cowboy, right? So, yeah, yeah. So grew, tell us about that. I just grew up on a horse. Um, started uh, roping and competing at rodeos, uh, junior high age. Um, and really up until about now, which, of course, uh, the season of life we're in with uh, an 11-year-old and 9-year-old daughters that both really high-level soccer and so we're pretty committed to taking care of those those guys um so i've not been able to really do you know actually sold my good horse uh, earlier this year oh, did you? um but up until now i mean it, it's been a pretty constant in my life um getting to compete uh you know at the professional level and That's and then cool. uh but doesn't go away we're, we're just gonna take a little bit of a time out for yeah. Probably the next nine years at least. <laughs> right, right. Now, do y'all still have horses? Do you have other horses? So I've got one left that I've uh, kind of semi-retired. Okay. Uh, so we recently sold our, our, our ranch and uh, moved into town. Okay. Uh, just, first time we lived in a subdivision. Yeah, first time I've ever lived in town. <laughs> really? So it's, wow. that's been a little different. Uh, but, again, you know, I think, uh, again, tying it back to jujitsu is is flowing and moving and and so this is where life has led us so rather than try to fight and make things more difficult it's we we made an adjustment into our life sold things that we weren't you know able to to do right now and and make things a little easier so kind of flowing and mm-hmm. um so we got a house a little closer to town and Closer to jujitsu. Closer to yeah. jujitsu, but uh, just kind of make everybody's life a little easier right now. Well, that's admirable that, I mean, you have something that you love so much, but you put your family and, and your daughters, you know, it's, I'm sure you'd still love to be on a horse regularly, mm-hmm. but, but it's also nice that you all have this that you're all able to do together. Mm-hmm. There's a few families here like that, and I, I really, I hope that I get to be in that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Nicole's told me she's, she's never going to, she's, she, she's okay with jujitsu, but she's not ever going to do it, but I'm mm-hmm. hoping my girls, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm always bringing them around and I'm always telling Nicole, I'm like, look, look, there's yeah. Allie and Casey and their kids and, you know, Mike and Jamie. And, uh, yeah. but I, I do think that's admirable that you've made those sacrifices, you know, and like you said, it's a season, you know, that the kids are only going to be kids for a small amount of time. I mean, look, you get them till they're 18 mm-hmm. and that's, and you look at the, the timeline of life. It's a, such a small, right. very small portion of, of our life and their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we want to make sure that that we're pouring everything into to them, so that um, give them as much opportunity to be successful. Um, you know, I want them to struggle and have to suffer and work through things, which I think is a great thing about jujitsu because life in general is we have it pretty easy. I mean, you turn on the news and look at any. 
I turn on a tap, there's water. I open a refrigerator, there's food. Uh, jobs are plentiful. Uh, so I, I, it, it's very easy to just get complacent in life. Uh, and so coming in here and having to suffer and struggle and fight, uh, you know, and that's why for the girls, I think it's really important, which mm -hmm. I've, I've always, my philosophy is I, I own you until you're 18. Mm -hmm. So you have to do jujitsu because there's there's a, a larger purpose right. besides just the, you know, especially for girls and women, yeah. having that self-defense aspect of it. Of um, You don't have to win the fight, but you need to be a hard target. Um, be able to and, get away. And, and create enough space and time. Survive, right? Survive mm -hmm. first. Survive, yeah. and because most predators are not, you know, they're looking for easy targets. Right. And so, um, and I know that's kind of a, kind of spun off a little bit, but it's all, it's very much at the root of a lot of what we do and, and why I wanted Allie to train, why I want the girls to train. Well, that's why, I mean, as parents, you know, that is our job too. We're, we're more experienced and we're able to see things and further down the line than our kids are. We're supposed to guide them, right? And, and maybe they don't understand that yet. Maybe they do, but, uh -huh. but that's our role as parents, right? Is to, to give them that guidance and to help them uh, hopefully that they trust you and that our kids trust us to know that hey we're doing what's in our best interest you know it's not just about the sport it, there's more to it there's life yeah um, absolutely yeah mm -hmm. so so tell everyone about about YouTube because you know one of the reasons why um, I'm, I'm really gonna make a big push here I talked about it in the past and I'm gonna make a big push this time especially as the school is growing because now that the, you mentioned earlier that you know a lot of the, the early students all got to know each other very well and there's still uh, everyone it's still a great family vibe here but mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is there's so many classes and there's so many students hell there's lots of times I walk in and, and I don't recognize half the people because I don't train at nights you know and I don't usually come in the mornings either so I get to see everyone at noon right and so I'm hoping through this podcast if nothing else to spread the word of jujitsu and, and mm -hmm. just for the entertainment value, but also for our own school and for my own selfish reasons and, and for Leonel's just so the school gets to know each other more. So tell us just about y'all's, y'all's, I think, I think you've told me before, but, mm -hmm. but for everyone else, how did, how did you two meet? And you said you were in San Francisco and yeah. you've never lived in a neighborhood and you don't sound like you've spent much time in San Francisco. <laughs> so no, not That's much. a good story. Yeah. So I, I'd actually, uh, we'd gone to Las Vegas during the NFR, uh, which is held in December. I didn't uh, even know what the NFR was. It's the, it's the national finals rodeo. So mm -hmm. essentially it's the Super Bowl for professional rodeo. So mm -hmm. it's, it's 10 days, top 15 in the world. Guys that have rodeoed all year uh, go to Las Vegas to compete. Uh, you know, it's we're we're basically they make their living in those ten days, but huge event and and so. Were you competing there? No, okay, okay. no. So I was living in Texas, okay. uh, in East Texas, but it it's it's a pretty good family reunion of sorts, you okay. know, because from rodeoing you've got friends all over the country, okay. and so one of my best friends lived in California, uh, and so we meet up in in Las Vegas. So I had another friend coming and. Uh, we were just hanging out and I'd actually gotten him rodeo tickets uh, so I gave up tickets that I had so me and my other friend went to uh, one of the uh, uh, the Mirage the, yeah, the Mirage <laughs> or Treasure Island Little, they would have a live feed so you could okay. watch the rodeo live as mm -hmm. it was happening mm -hmm. um, you know just had a few drinks and, and uh, we had a table went to go get some drinks and 
these, not what happened. These, gir- these, <laughs> these girls stole our table. No, this is better. So I was just going to Vegas to party. I had no idea what the NFR was, and I okay. had never been to Vegas as an adult, and I was like 24 at the time. And so um, I was just there with my friends. just happened to be the same week that the NFR. And one of my friends, we, I, we always laugh. We still laugh about this. But she was like, I'm going to marry me a cowboy. And I'm like, ew, why would you do that? <laughs> like, I'm straight San Francisco City right. girl. And I was like, cowboy? Like, really? And uh, she's like, so she was in heaven. Like, that we were. And she was just looking around the whole time we were in Vegas. And then that night, we had the table, and he stole it from us. <laughs> and this has been the debate for the last 12 years. And then, uh, so he, we were standing at the table, and we had gone and gotten drinks, and one of my friends was still standing there, and we come back, and there's all these cowboys, like, talking to my friend. And so we were like, what's going on? And so then we all started arguing about the table. And through that, organically, conversation started. And the funny story is, like, he was actually talking to my friend, and his friend was talking to me. And then halfway through the conversation, he he quoted um, the Sandlot. The Sandlot, and he's like, "You're killing." Like I'd said something, he's like, "You're killing me, Smalls," and that was something that I had always said. Uh, and so I was like, "Huh?" And so then we did a little switcheroo, <laughs> you know. And so uh, yeah, and we um, actually didn't even end up hanging out that long that night. But then he called me the next day, and the rest is history. Yeah. So wow. that was December. Mm-hmm. We talked. So she goes back to California. I go back to Texas. Talk every night, you know, mm-hmm. just and uh, f- flew to San Francisco on New Year's, yeah. our first date, and we yeah. drove to Tahoe. Oh, cool! Uh-huh. For the for the weekend, and flew home, and then I think it was like three Ma- months later. <laughs> yeah, March mm-hmm. or so. She she moved to Texas. Okay, and, so and that's that, what I was, that was my next yeah, question, so yeah. that, that answers mm-hmm. that. And so, and then that was... That was then, 08, well, we met in 08. No, that was March 08. Yeah, wow. and so, mm-hmm. and we've been married going on 13 years. Mm-hmm. Now, are you from this part of Texas? No, I'm from South Texas. From South Texas, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, and then so. she's from California, or okay. San Francisco, mm-hmm. right there, so. And then y'all just made your way to the Fort Worth area. I know you're a little west of town. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a little bit of a, so we yeah. started out in Kilgore. Okay. She, and so when she moved there, I was working for a company, and then went to work for another company, and we lived in Oklahoma for, Five years. Five years. And oh. both our girls were born in Oklahoma. Yeah. But then we wanted to get back to Texas to get closer to family because okay. we were eight hours from his mom. Okay. Yeah, so right after our youngest was born, mm-hmm. probably I think within six months, we moved yeah, back here, uh, mm-hmm. North Texas, just because it's a, I mean, such a good place to be yeah. right here. You know, there's opportunity for whatever you want to do. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, the Weatherford area, which Parker County's horse capital, Texas. Okay. I mean, you've got, mm-hmm. so it, it just really fit our lifestyle. And we kind of looked around and originally we moved to Brock, okay. uh, kind of for the school system and built a place there. And so we've just kind of stayed in Parker County. I, I tell people all the time, you know, I'm a big city boy. I'm from Houston. Mm-hmm. I love it here. I hope if everything goes right, it's out of my control, but everything that's in my control, I will retire right here. Mm-hmm. My office is right next door. Our school is here. Yeah. I live about five miles from here in Benbrook, and I love it because you still, and I guess for you two it's good because you live just west of town, so you mm-hmm. still have the country feel, but you're yeah. close enough to Fort Worth. It's big and small. It's mm-hmm. right. It's, it's, it's a, not too big. You still yeah. get a city feel, but it's not a big city by any means. No, no. But 15 minutes, you're in Sundance Square in Fort right. Worth. That's and, right. I mean, if you want to 
high fly, you can go to Bass Hall, you can have high dollar dinners, or you can go to the stockyards. Right. I mean, it, it's it's a perfect balance of just what do you want to do? I mean, you can boots and jeans or, or you know, black dresses. black tie affair. Yeah. Right. So it, it's it's really a it's a pretty good spot, I think, to raise kids and um, you know, we I think for us this is probably where we'll We'll stay much like you, as long as it's in my control. Right. Mm-hmm. You know this. This is kind of our our pick. So my guess is you probably hit them all, but so you, so jujitsu, and for you you still love horses and mm-hmm. all. And I know you coach soccer and mm-hmm. your kids are in soccer. Do you have any other hobbies, or is this pretty much occupy all your time? I know y'all stay busy as it is. Are, are there any other things you all do? either uh, separately or as a family that you really enjoy or I know y'all are here often so. I know right yeah it's, not really I mean mm-hmm. hunt and fish kind mm-hmm. of spend time outdoors and mm-hmm. uh, but gosh we just don't have any time yeah. I mean it, it's it's you know she homeschools mm-hmm. the, the girls so our girls do a couple of days a week it's a kind of a co-op uh, where, the, where they'll do kind of an in school on two, Mondays and Thursdays and then it's at at home Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, if they need it. But yeah, I definitely want to talk to you all. We won't take up the time here yeah. with that, but I definitely, you know, I've got that decision to be making here in yes. the next few years, and it's a big one. And, it uh, is. And so I definitely would like to speak to y'all uh, with y'all about that to, to pick yeah, your brains. Yeah. So, so just our time. I mean, it, it's it's really hard to kind of block time to to do much much we, else. We tried. Both the girls were playing like softball too, and just time management. They both ended up quitting it. Uh, because you just can't put I mean that's our thing we don't want to be a jack of all trades and a master of none right so that's our big thing and we always said we want you just to be a priority and it was kind of going off to the side when they were doing other things and so we're like nope we'll just hone in on they love soccer soccer's their thing but jujitsu is what's important to us is I want to be feel safe when I send my kid off to college (laughs) how are they enjoying jujitsu are they still enjoying it I know they were Uh, it's not Yes. You know, and I think a lot of the kids, they're, they're not crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, it's it's one of those things, too. I think as they get older, and then they've competed a few right. times, and then they, they kind of get fired up about it. So, uh, mm-hmm. especially when there's a tournament coming, they get more excited. Right. So, it's it's nice having that goal. Um, but, I, as they get older, I, I expect them that, you know, it'll probably start to mean a little bit more. Right. Um, and I think there's such a big difference between like the kids jujitsu and the adults jujitsu like you know they're learning such great uh, basic foundations you know but I think that they once they kind of graduate from the kids stuff and they get to kind of do adult I think mm-hmm. that that's when they'll really start to like it because they like to fight like they like to spar they like to do that and at the kids classes it's just more about like safety and teaching them the correct like they just drill a lot more than what we do as adults we drill and then we also spar every class you know so they're going to be so far ahead too i mean mm-hmm. they're going to have all the things that, that the three of us have yeah. learned over the last few years they're yeah. already going to have down yeah their fundamentals are, are yeah i mean it's just instinctual the connections and, right. and being able to move and and so yeah it'll be really neat to see them when they're 15 16 17 mm-hmm. and what that looks, looks like. like for them you mentioned competing and that's something i wanted to bring up because you were mm-hmm. our team's uh, you know, I would say Lionel, but uh, but he does a good job of, of making it a team here, and mm-hmm. you were our team's first champion, right? Is that right? Yeah. So national. Yeah, yeah. So both of us uh, won won our division, American National. Uh, both of you. That's right. You did as well. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Last year. And then, <laughs> a year ago. Uh, I think I've competed probably mm-hmm. at 
six, eight, nine. You've done a bunch. I, I, we have a whole thing. Of, yeah, so whole been, jar of been really fortunate <laughs> to to have won uh, almost all of the division. I think I've lost one, uh, placed in the open in almost every one. So yeah, it's been. That's that's what's fun about jujitsu is that. You know, I, I love the other sports, but I know because of my knees. And people say, well, if your knees are an issue, how do you? But it, for one, I'm always going to do it, regardless of what continues yeah. to happen with my knees. But I can't run up and down the basketball court anymore. You know, if right. I play basketball, I don't know the last time I've shot a basketball. It's going to be a half-court game, and yeah. I'm not doing too much running and jumping anymore <laughs> because of the yeah. abuse I put on my legs. But this is something that we can do. Hell, we have Ken here that I'm hoping to yeah. sit down with soon. He started when he was 64. You know, he's yeah. 65 now, I believe. And um, 66, 66 it, maybe, yeah. and and you can compete if you choose to compete, or you can have just as much fun if you don't compete, you know. And mm-hmm. and uh, how long do you see yourself competing, or is it uh, just a few times a year, or is it still something that you? Yeah, it's it's getting tougher. Just mm-hmm. like we wanted to to go to the uh, World Masters, but just life, you mm-hmm. know, and and taking the girls and as much, and we're both pretty big on if I can't train to win. Yeah. Like, enter just to hear my name called is not what I want to do. Like, right. if I'm going, I want to have le- I want to put everything into it to have a chance to to be successful. Doesn't mean I'm going to win, but I'm going to make sure that I've done as much as I can do to prepare myself for it. So, uh, you know, maybe some of the the more regional tournaments, right. things that are local here. Uh, you know, we'll kind of compete. I enjoy it. And that's what's fun for people like for people like you. And I, I feel like I fit, I fit the same uh, mode. Maybe it was like like I know I'm never going to be uh, some high level world champion or anything. But it's still fun yeah. to compete. Yeah, that ship has sailed. Right, right. <laughs> but it's still fun to test yourself. You know, whether it's a few times a year. You know, it's like it's not a matter of racking up as many points and holding some title or something. But it is still fun to. To prepare for a competition and then go. It's a goal. And, yeah, definitely. You set a goal, and it. I promise you, it makes getting up at five o'clock in the morning to come train. Because you and train a lot in the mornings here, correct? I do. Yeah, and uh, so it makes it easier to get up. Makes it easier. Well, do I want a donut, or do I want to eat healthy today? Because you know I, I need to be. So it's it's always nice to have these short term goals to be able to to hone in and focus in on, um, and especially somebody who's competed as much as I have in, in my lifetime, it's nice to, you know, you get the butterflies and right. it kind of. Is it just me or, or I think you two. It's you. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's cool that, you know, that not only you train together, that you're a couple, but your styles are so different. And, mm-hmm. you know, being able to roll with you both, I see everyone sees it, but. Um, what is that like for, for yeah, the she's two flexible. Of you? Right. And, and <laughs> right. She doesn't have artificial body parts like I do, so right. it's a little easier for her. But I feel like that complements because you're able to you're able to to see the two different sides, the two different styles, if you will. Yeah. Am I missing something, or is that is that about right? No, I mean I like like I said, you're one of my favorite training partners, but I also enjoy training with him too because. Again, in that same situation, like I can do stuff like I did today, where and I'm not afraid that he's gonna hurt me because he's just like, "What you do?" and right. he stops, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's really good for me to train against him because uh, I'm not gonna see very many women that are gonna be a 
you know, a bull like he is, right. you know, and this is going to be smashing. Well, we're not going to see very many men yeah. that are a bull well, like he is as well. So, right. Yeah. Well, and so, like, I, I haven't done um, the the open yet, but, like, I, I think I would be pretty confident doing any weight class, being able to, like, compete and just um, be able to do that. I, like I said, I haven't because it's usually, like, way late, and after you get your fight done, you're like, okay, I'm done. I did my job, you know. Right. Um, but I being able to train against somebody like him um, – if I came up across, you know, a 200-pound woman, like, I don't think that would scare me, you know? Uh, I don't think so at all. I think, yeah. you'd, I think you'd be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact you would. So what, what um, so four years now, right? four years, three, four years for the both of you. Yeah. What is, and I, I know there's a multitude of things, but what's the, the one thing, if you will, what have, what have you, Ali, taken away from jujitsu so far? Mm-hmm. And then, and then I'll, I'll lead to the next question. But what is it that you've gained from jujitsu the most? You know, like, it's kind of what I was telling you. It's just kind of, like, it's honestly the life lessons and just, uh, like, the vibe of the school. You know, like, I love being surrounded by Leo and Luciana, who, I mean, we get in biblical conversations all the time. Like, we have can have really intellectual, like, you know, um, just about life in general. And, um, like I said, some of the lessons that I've learned and helped me be a soccer coach is just how to, like, flow and why are you going to you know uh fight strength for strength when you can just go around the person the same thing is like when I hear my girls bickering you know and I'm like okay you guys can fight all you want but like why don't you use your brain and figure out how not to fight and butt heads straight on but think about how to get around the situation instead of just fighting with somebody all the time you know and so it's just like just the concepts that I've learned in jujitsu I can apply to every aspect of my life and that's what I've really taken from it that's so nice to hear because when you talk to people who you know jujitsu is continuing continuously uh, gaining popularity mm-hmm. um it's probably at its height right now but it's yeah. still for a lot of people it's that thing that people do you know on the mat they don't understand it but murder yoga that's right murder <laughs> yoga but once you once you practice jujitsu study jujitsu whatever you want to call it you you start learning those things and how mm-hmm. applicable it is to what we talked about earlier work yeah. and everything else so that, i think that's great for people to hear because uh mm-hmm. to me that's uh, that I, I agree and that's what i take from it even more so than just the physical sport of it yeah uh, in line with that or you what yeah have, what no have, no i i, I think uh, all of that plus I, I I really think the importance of struggling mm-hmm. like having to do something that's hard mm-hmm. like it's not it's not easy and and it, but it shouldn't be easy um, I think this culture where we're at right now everything is microwave instant mm-hmm. I want it right now Amazon like they're they're almost delivering same day now right mm-hmm. like everything is you can't like you can go to karate and you can get a black belt in two years right maybe 10 12 13 years in jujitsu right Mm -hmm. if you're lucky and continue you know so it's a slow marathon of just uh, grinding it out um and i think that struggle is important that you know that create that perseverance and if you want it you're just going to have to you know, right foot, left foot, just keep moving forward a little bit every day. Um, well, think- and that's what life's about. It's about the journey, not the end result, you know? And that's exactly what jujitsu represents. It's all about the journey and how you got from A to B. It's not about the world titles you won or what you did along the way, but, like, everything that you enjoyed day in, day out to get there, you know? Yeah, enjoy where you're at today and not 
<laughs> focus. You know, I'm not worried about a black belt. Right. Just enjoy what I learned today and get to roll with my friends and, and get a good workout in and feel good. And, you know, if nothing else goes right today, I got a good workout in. I did something good for my body, my brain. I, so I've, I've, I got a small victory today. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm good to go, which is why I enjoy kind of starting my mornings off with jujitsu like yeah, I said. I envy that. I hope there's a day. I keep telling myself I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start coming in the mornings at some point. And for me personally right now it's tough. I'd say they're like, okay, I just <laughs> shouldn't say I can't because that's kind of a weak way out. But it's it is tough for me. So I admire you guys that come early in the morning. It's like, man, I would love to get that out of the way and start my day that way. I just I wake up and I'm like, yeah, this old body as you know it, <laughs> it takes a while to get moving. I don't you know? want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah no. Well so you mentioned that you know you don't think about the black belt, but out of jujitsu, whether it's uh, the next belt, the next stripe, the next belt, or but what are your goals? I should ask. As far as coming to jujitsu and practicing jujitsu, what do you hope to get out of it that you haven't already? I don't know that there's like for me. I don't know that. I, I mean, there's really not an end goal. Uh, just keep coming. Um, the the small victories every day like you know it's a it's a good physical activity uh, as far as just trying to keep just general overall good health uh, uh, you know those are those are the things I, I mean I just in, enjoy coming and we've done it long enough it's pretty habitual at this point like it's mm-hmm. it's a habit like I need I need to go to jujitsu like I I feel better when I do it uh, like I'm I'm tired like there's it's a great stress reliever because I mean you know we've we've as everybody's life we've had some difficulties and and some some ups and downs and no matter what's going on for one hour you are focused on not letting your friend murder you right (laughs) like you're not worried about a bill you're not worried about um, you know the job you just lost or uh, you know, a death in the family or any of that outside distraction. You got 23 other hours to deal with that. For that one hour, you're you're focused in. It's hard to do that anywhere else. Um, you know, you go do. I don't know. You pick any any other activity. It's pretty easy to be distracted. You know, so you're not really getting away. But here, like I said that it, there's consequences to not paying attention. Right. And so I, I think that's that's a huge benefit that I think sometimes gets overlooked. Like you, you blocks out that time, and and so you're you're all in. You mentioned so we know we know she's got the hardest job on earth, right? Because because Nicole does the same thing, and yeah. if I ever said anything different, I'd be looking for another place to <laughs> lay my head at night. So what do you do? What do you do outside of here to earn a living, or what kind of work do you do? You mentioned whether you lost a job, but but uh, let everybody know what kind yeah, of work so you I do. Yeah, so uh, I do. I work for a company called Equify Financial. We do a, we're private commercial finance company. So we uh, bulldozers, excavators. We we finance uh, equipment. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's based here out of Fort Worth. So uh, I really enjoy it. You know, we get to. Uh, spend a lot of time kind of helping advise people and and helping their businesses grow or or securing the finances they need to uh, either get through a tough time or you know, help them grow and expand their business. So it's cool to hear you say you enjoy what you do because so many people nowadays hate their job. You mm-hmm. know, I, I'm lucky enough to be in the same boat where I love I love what I do to earn money, mm-hmm. my profession, if you will. 
Um, it's nice to hear you say that because uh, it's something that I learned at a very young age was like, no matter whether you're shoveling shit or you're a doctor, it just, it's important to enjoy what you do. Because if not, you're going to be miserable every day. So it's nice to hear. Yeah, you. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and we've got some other things that we're trying to do of, of, of some other investments that we're, you know, we're, we're actively kind of pursuing and things we're trying to do to, to just, you know, create some passive income. And, uh, and again, I, a lot of those same jujitsu principles of, of, you know, flowing and moving and, and looking for other avenues and ways to attack something. So isn't it cool to, to, that you can apply this, like out of all the sports and all the things I've done in life, the one thing that can, I can apply to everything is jujitsu. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's other things that you can take bits and pieces from, but I'm sure for a lot of people who, who don't understand it, we probably sound like a bunch of nerds, but yeah. once you do understand it... Oh, it's it, definitely a cult. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for, sure. No, no, for sure. Make no mistake about and it. And it's so yeah. funny, whenever you wear like your jiu-jitsu t-shirts, you get stopped. Oh, yeah. I mean, we get I, stopped I, all, all, the the time. all the time. Yeah, they're like, oh, you do jiu-jitsu? Where do you do it? Like, mm -hmm. people ask us about it all the time. Yeah, I had a guy this last Saturday, I was at a cafe with the girls. She was coaching. Uh, guy came up to me, wanted to start talking about jujitsu where mm -hmm. I trained mm -hmm. uh, so it happens yeah. literally all, all the, the time. time that's so cool it so, helps that all he wears is jujitsu t-shirts <laughs> you know they give you one at every tournament you right. go to so is there anything else that you would like to share with everyone listening the millions of listeners that uh no but is there anything else whether it's about life in general parenthood about jujitsu is there anything in particular that you would like to leave with everyone um yeah, do something hard. It's important. Show your kids. Well, um, yeah, know. and he talked about his goals, but like my short term goal, and I think oh, yes, this I'm is sorry. super. I, no, yeah. but my short term goal, and I, I feel like I've accomplished it somewhat. I would never be like super confident in that. But like I talked about that situation in Ridgemar, um, the one thing that jujitsu has done is given me confidence to be able to walk into any situation and not be fearful of my surroundings, you know? So like my short-term goal when I started jujitsu was to be able to walk back into Ridgemar and not be afraid of like if I saw any situation or, and not to be like fearful, but to walk in there confident, like go ahead and try to mess with me, you know? Like, and again, tailoring that with I'm not going to go and pick a fight anywhere right. but if somebody were to attack me I feel like I have the confidence and to at least be able to create space and get away yeah, for sure. you know and that's what's important to me for my kids too like if anything ever happened to them I'm like oh those are not the kids you want to mess with buddy right. you know right. um, and that they would just have the ability to just create space and get away and like that's what's been you know super important for me and I think like the, the thing that I still struggle with is against guys that are stronger than mm. me and way heavier than me and I can't wait to get to a point I'm starting to get where I can neutralize it you know and then once I get that completely down to where I can neutralize strength and weight then I'm like okay I'll be super confident to be able to walk into any situation you know isn't that what's exciting is like now you're at a point where you do know that that's attainable you do know mm -hmm. like you understand enough about it like so that probably drives you more because mm -hmm. you know like okay this is not a far-fetched yeah. goal it's around I'm the almost bend. there that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right around the bend yeah, yeah it, so. I mean, just kind of add on to that. I, I think it's it's especially the world that we're living in. It's not getting any safer. Right. I mean, you know, as we're talking about this today, there was a, a school shooting in Arlington, 
yesterday. yesterday. Mansfield, yeah. yeah. Yeah, or Mansfield. So it's the world is not getting safer. Yeah. And, and Blaine's coach was actually at that school when all that happened yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, so, I mean, there there's, um, you know, obviously jiu-jitsu doesn't make you bulletproof. Right. But there's there's a level of dealing with confrontation, mm-hmm. dealing, being able to keep your wits about you under pressure. Um, and that's where competing, I think, helps because there's been no, like, I've never had severe, like, performance anxiety until I started competing in jiu-jitsu. Really? And so, like, that's what I always tell Casey. I was like, I my, my kids get real nervous and get that performance anxiety as well when it comes to competing, and I'm, I keep forcing them to do it because, like, what happens when you're in a situation like that, that's mm-hmm. as close as you're going to get to a real-life, like, you know, survive or even have that, like, flight-or-fight mentality. I'm like, that's as close as you'll be able to get is getting in – you know, to an actual jiu-jitsu competition. It, it's true, people. You know, if you talk to someone who does not understand jiu-jitsu, they think it sounds horrible. But with what we do, it's as close. The goal is to simulate mm-hmm. death or someone submitting yeah. to you without actually you killing you. You can go full out. Like, <laughs> right. I, like, we can't box. Right. Full contact. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to have all the gear on and you still get concussed. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's... We can go at each other 100%, as hard as you can go. And there's a trust there. Like, if I get you in a comp or you get me in a compromising situation and I tap, you let go. Let go. Right. And we go right back at it as hard as we can. And, and so, this is the only martial art, combat sport, self defense that you can do that where you can, you can apply as much pressure as you possibly can without hurting each other, intentionally hurting each other. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, that's, it's hugely important. I mean, and just, again, to build that, that resiliency, to build that stress, being able to compete, deal, deal with the anxiety and the nerves. Right. Um, and you know, you'll, it. yeah, because, yeah, you know, you'll hear people talking about, like, well, when the time comes, I can step right, up. Right, right. Really? How many guys have we seen walk through the door mm-hmm. that are 230 pounds and ripped, and in 30 seconds, they're out of gas, and, and done. you know, somebody that's 140 pounds is choking them out. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's, you don't have the Superman gene, right. and and that's why I think having your kids train, uh, it's, it's uh, for me as a parent, I can't imagine, you know, especially having girls, sending them off to college, or, or when they get of age, they're Without question, they're going to run into a situation mm-hmm. at some point in their life. If not, amazing, right. awesome. Right. The likelihood is it's it's pretty high that they're going to be in in a bad situation at some point. So how do I look myself in the mirror, knowing that I had the time to plan for it, and didn't do anything about it? It's right. um, just like I, look, everybody invests in some sort of retirement account. Right, you know, at some point you're going to stop working. Mm-hmm. You're you don't wait till the day you retire. Like ah, I'll figure it out. Right. You know, I'm going to level up. I, I I got my Superman retirement gene. Right, doesn't work that way. You you spend a lifetime or you know twenty thirty years preparing for that day. Why are we not doing that with our kids? Why are you not, you know, teaching them how to prepare? Um, be prepared for the worst day. Um, because if you can mitigate 
the the effects of your worst day, then I've done a pretty good job. You know, I I can teach them to shoot a pistol, I teach them to you know build a fire. Takes a long you know a weekend course shooting a handgun. Uh, it's it's pretty instantaneous. Right. But it takes it takes years to develop kind of your skills with jujitsu, um, and you know it, you got to have that toolbox because. Can't carry a gun with you everywhere you go, but right. you always have your hands. That's right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, listen, I appreciate you both uh, taking the time to do this today. I'm really excited. And everyone else will be really excited to uh, to hear you two specifically. And uh, thank you so much. I'm really excited to watch you two, and, and I hope to get back so you can both choke the hell out of me sometime. We're ready. Fairly soon, ready, I know. Ready, ready for somebody new to choke. I know. I know. That's <laughs> probably what it's going to be like when I come back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel totally new. But thanks again, and... Um, Look forward to uh, getting back on the match with you soon. Yep, same here. Thank you.